All right, all right! Everybody in the pool! Come on, Just let's make some noise! Let me see your hands! Do it yeah. down summertime. Drop that Do beat, down summertime. Come Do on, Do it down You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Ah, dance. Wow, that was, that was spectacular. That was an all-timer. Brought me right back like I was a rehab at the Hard Rock. Welcome to the Jan Dan Podcast, <laughs> wow. episode 35, brought to you by www.draftkings.com. Go to DraftKings right now. You have a chance uh, to win uh, thousands in prizes. You can uh, you can participate every millions single day. Millions in prizes. Well, I didn't want to say millions because maybe that, that deal isn't still on the <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be like WKRP, where they promised like a million dollars. Oh, I forgot. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.draftkings. DraftKings. Go to DraftKings. Give it a try. If you like fantasy pools, they are our sponsor, and we I think you all know that we've been waiting for a sponsor for a long, long time. DraftKings, thanks for coming on board. It's yeah. it's a fun little ride. It gets yeah. bumpy sometimes. Yeah. DraftKings. <laughs> uh, go go check them out. DraftKings.org. Uh, going surfing on the internet. Oh, sorry, stuff.com. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, we'll get back to the uh, the Hard Rock pool. Just uh, if you listened last week, uh, mentioned the pool and all the pee in it. Uh, went for dinner with a, a friend uh, last night, and he said he used to be a lifeguard at uh, the main public pool in Toronto on the waterfront there. Uh, it's like the uh, the pool club or whatever the hell it is. The old pool club. <laughs> so he he was the... What will we name our club with the pool in it? <laughs> the pool club? Uh, so he was a lifeguard there. He said at the end of a busy Saturday in the summer, mm. he says, you do not know want to know yeah. what's in the strainer. In the strainer? Like it's chunky? No, like he says he could spell his name with all the hair. Oh, God. Yeah. He says oh. it's just disgusting. He pubes? Says, no, like long hair, oh, short long hair. hair. Not, so not pubes. Well, it might be. Some pubes. A lot of pubes, probably. When you think about diving into a public pool oh. and the number of pubes, just semen, everything. urine, and he says, excrement. Because everyone goes in and they usually don't shower and they've got the sunscreen on, so he mm-hmm. says there's like a thick layer of oil on right. top. Oh. Oh. How That's are awful. And with that, here's Ronda Rousey, everyone. Ronda, come on in. Hi, Ronda. Guest this week. Uh, you're gonna... Ronda, this is a very professional operation here. <laughs> How are you? You look amazing today. Well, I dressed up for you. <laughs> I thought I wanted to look good for you. How you doing? Are you getting tired of this? It's like you're, you're running around. You're promoting Expendables 3. It's a lot. It's a lot for you. Uh, well, it's not so much compared to, like, promoting a fight. Really? It's all, like positive stuff you know right it's like 
oh, you had fun. Tell us what the movie is. Da, 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 da. How cool is that guy? It's not like <laughs> I have my opponent that's like around me all the time. Right. I'm like trying to not really interact with too much. That, and that you person's can't really there. stand. Yeah. So like for movies, they're, always, they're asking you like, oh, why do you like this person so much? And with fights, they're like, why do you hate this person so much? And I'm like, I really do not like get that too much enjoyment about, you know, giving a bullet point presentation about why somebody sucks and I'd rather talk about people I like. That's it's true. Just, I'm really good at, at talking about why people suck. <laughs> and so I'm like known for it. I'm like, I really don't do it that often. It's just when I do do it, it's getting done. You're good at it. <laughs> um, oh. If you're just, if you're listening to the audio only, uh, Ronda Rousey, UFC superstar, and now movie superstars joining us on the podcast. I forgot to crack this open. Are you, Have you ever had one of yeah, these? Yeah, Rhonda, what are your delicious. thoughts on yerba mate? <laughs> delicious. Are we, are we totally killing ourselves slowly here? We drink a can or two a day. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this seems like some pretty bold product placement you got going no, on No, it's here, not. They don't give us anything for free. Nothing. That's nothing? how much we love it, Rhonda. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's made well, from the naturally it's... caffeinated, nourishing leaves of the celebrated South American rainforest holly tree. <laughs> well, I, I really I can't endorse any energy drink besides no. Zion, so. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Let's <laughs> that put that away. Sucks, that sucks, <laughs> True, That's it garbage. sucks. <laughs> That's garbage. Um, so you're you're in Expendables three. Yes, sir. Uh, did you get to punch Sly Stallone in the face? No, but I got to punch the director Patrick Cues in the stomach. What? Wow. Yeah. Is that part of a scene? Just for it, fun? Kind of. Because <laughs> uh, well, no, it was my my first day like doing dialogue, and I had a dialogue scene with Sly, and I was really nervous about it because my first scene was with like the first scene in any movie ever. Wow. So that's just alone, right? And uh, it's just me and him, and uh, there's, like, 30 extras around, and all the other guys in the cast are there, too. So everyone's watching me, and everyone's, like, these big superstars. And I was super nervous, and um, I, I have a bad knee. Everyone knows I have a bad knee, so I'm, I'm always shifting weight from one foot to another. And uh, kind of, like, like uh, when you see Phil Jackson give interviews, you know, he rocks because he has yeah. bad hips. I, I rock. And so I was getting nervous, and I was rocking even more. And so uh, the director was, like, first he would come over and, like, grab me by the elbow whenever I was rock- rocking to, like, stop me from rocking. And then, um, so he's like, okay, like, what do you do before a match you know, when you're nervous? What, what makes you, f- you feel better? I'm like, well, you know, I work with my coach. He, like, lets me hit some stuff. And he was like, <laughs> all right, all right. He gets something to hit, you know? And, like, and, uh, I, he offered to let me hit him. He says that I, like, I brought it up to, like, oh, I want to hit you. And then um, he couldn't back down in front of the whole crew. Yeah, so yeah. I just gave him a little, a little, a little touch to the stomach. I didn't wail on it, but I put, like, a, th- like a little th- touch at Did the end. Did you drop him? No, but he kind of made like a ooh noise. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Rhonda, we but can... it helped. It was great. He's a genius. I, I did the scene right after that. There it is. <laughs> we can relate to you because we're big uh, movie stars too. Uh, where's our corner gas? So um, our corner gas <laughs> right there. Cr- right there. So Jay and I, we just filmed the scene in this Canadian movie. Yeah. Uh, it used to be a, a TV series. Now it's turning into movies. So we know what it's like to to be on the set of a. See this guy here, Rhonda. <laughs> Dan punched this guy right in the stomach. Right here. I did, did just what you did. That guy right there. So how many days of shooting did you have to endure? We endured uh, four hours, and we were done because we had one line each. It seemed uh-huh. tedious because you're, you're doing the same scene over and over, and they're getting different angles. Did you find it kind of tedious after a while? Um, well, it takes different kind of patience and stamina than what I'm than used Than what we to. have. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for eight weeks. And, what? Uh, wow. Eight weeks. Where did you shoot it? In uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. Whoa, that's wild. What yeah. was that like? Well, uh, it was right before I fought um, in UFC 168, and so I was training the whole time. Yeah. And uh, it's it's great that Bulgaria, they're very big into, like, wrestling and MMA and stuff like that. So I would just show up at random gyms with uh, with Victor Ortiz 
and if people were coming on the mat to wrestle, I'd be like, I'd walk up to them and be like, hi, um, can I wrestle with you guys? <laughs> and rip their oh, head off. Wow. <laughs> that's really exciting, I would kind of like say it just like that. Like, I'm like, hey, guys. I'm doing my little knee rock, and I'm like, rock, rock, I was just wondering. I saw you guys were all wrestling, and I didn't really want to wrestle with you guys. And were you wearing me. something like this, or were you more? I wasn't wearing a tight dress. I was wearing some, like, spandex and stuff. Okay, but. that could be good, too. <laughs> um, how, how many people are in this Expendos movie? Because I see the billboards, and they can barely fit everyone on. There's yeah. like 500 people. I think it's like like 10 or so. I exaggerate a little. I exaggerate a two, little. So I think it's like 12 or 13 yeah. um, total that are like really. So of all the expendable guys, if you were in a real life situation where you were like in trouble, which one of those would you pick? Say, yeah, he could solve it. Solve it how? So like he, he would have a calming influence. Like. You would That's say, not how like, like, Expendables like, works. It's not like a. It's not like a mystery. Yes, it is. Action. <laughs> so solve it as in like physically. Like yes. Which one yeah. would be able to beat some? I mean, I'd probably say Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Definitely not Mel Gibson. Yeah. No, maybe. I don't know, man. I think if you put Mel Gibson in a corner, he might take yeah, somebody out. <laughs> yeah. What was Mel like? Because Mel's had an interesting couple of years, sort of a yeah, wild you know what? Years. Were you like intimidated to work? With I that was guy? intimidated, but and the guy, he's he's brilliant. Yeah. He yeah. said good things about you. He said you were a natural. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's what I want to say. <laughs> That's pretty uh, cool. Shucks. But uh, one thing I I I don't do is um, I'm not going to sugarcoat things and. Yeah. Um, if he was a jerk, I would have said he was a jerk. Right. He was really, oh, right. really nice. Which one really was a jerk then? You, t- you got to tell us. Who Nobody was. A jerk. was. Uh. I swear to God, I thought that I was going to come into there like I was like the new kid at school, and no one's going to want me to sit at their table at the cafeteria. But everyone was so welcoming and respectful. I was like shocked. We point out Vader, jerk. Patrick, jerk. Yeah. Mike, jerk. <laughs> Jim, nice guy, nice guy. Um, and then Entourage movie. I saw a little bit of you filming that, and you basically take turtle on basically you you confront turtle what does he do he, he rear ends your car or something like that i really can't say yeah by the way turtle's big into working out right now isn't he he's big into what working out <laughs> working, he's, yeah he's I mean, like he's hit in, the he gym big amazing time. shape right now i saw him in the cafeteria we talked about this on a podcast and he's like ripped <laughs> yeah he is actually i was um I was pleasantly surprised when I met him. I was like, you look good there, he's Jerry. Not, he's not Big Turtle anymore. Right, Jerry. We should probably not refer to him as his character's name. He, he is an actor who plays other Well, he does roles. have a couple like other like number one movies are out right now, and he's right. playing, you know, And then else. the Athena Project. Tell us about that. What's that all about? Uh, Athena Project, I actually got that book FedEx to me while I was in Bulgaria filming Expendables, and I blasted through it in, like, less than two days, and... Um, I I was I was literally reading it. I'm like, this is like a movie. It's like I'm reading a movie. And uh, so I I got to have like a a phone uh, meeting with the with the author Brad Thor, and I was just like, look, this book is amazing. And I, I'm hanging out with all these action stars, right? And I was like, they all have their franchise. I'm like, I think I could make this my franchise. I think we could do it, and we could, you know do this together and he was super stoked about it and when i uh went on to start doing entourage with warner brothers they were 
so happy with everything that they um, they went and bought the rights to the book, and they already got a writer on it. And wow. I'm looking forward to getting started on it as soon as possible, hopefully by the end of next year. That is so cool. Yeah. And then you're also in Fast and the Furious 7. What? What are you? Where do you have time to train for fights? I make time. I know you I do. make time. I mean, you uh, go to gyms and beat up unsuspecting people. <laughs> well, it's stuff like that. And then um, also, you know, if my call time's at 5 a.m., then I'm going to be up at 4 a.m. running up and down, you know, the flights of the the hotel, you know, over and over and over again. Or there are some days where we got done super late and I couldn't train before. And I had the coolest driver ever. His name was Alex. I was the first person he ever drove. And I, he was the first person ever drove me. So we were, like, both, like, bright and shiny and new <laughs> yeah. for us. And um, he would actually – I have bad knees. Everyone knows that. So I can't run, like, regular. I have to run up incline or in sand. So he found, like, the steepest road in the mountains of Boyana. And then after we were done filming, because the studios were up in Boyana, and he would drive to this road, put the headlights on so I could see... And uh, I just run up these mountains, and he would follow me with the with the with the car. What a nice guy! That's yeah, cool. I know, right? And uh, just finding finding any kind of way to fit a workout in, uh, whatever way possible. I just have to multitask. You know, I'm a woman; I can make it happen. Have you recovered <laughs> um, from your last fight? Because it, you were in the ring a long, t- or you were in the yeah. octagon a long time. It's a long time in there. Was <laughs> it three seconds? Sixteen, 16. seconds. Uh, you know, it's still rough in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really, I, I uh, when I'd been putting off knee surgery for a long time. And when uh, took care of that and cleaned it out after this fight, and uh, I actually ripped open my knuckle. You see, I got nine Whoa. stitches on my hand. Whoa. Yeah, I, uh, that happened after uh, after yeah. the fight, right? I remember yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah, it was actually an uh, injury I got because of Expendables 3 because I, I have the smallest hands in all of the UFC. Like the extra small gloves, my five fingers fit in the four holes. Wow. I have tiny little hands, but I punch really hard. Uh-huh. So I need yeah. to have a, like, a professional perfect wrap every single time that I work out. I can't hit anything or else I will break my hands in little pieces. Right. So the whole time I was in Bulgaria, I was just doing like wrestling and grappling and stuff like that. And um, I lost the calluses in my hands. So I came home, and I had, like, five days train before I left for uh, Fast and Furious. So I was like, you know what? I was going to charge it. My first day, I had no calluses. All the all the skin came off of all my knuckles. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I only have five days. I'm home. I'm just going to keep plugging Neosporin on it and just keep punching on it. And, like, literally there was, like, a crater in my hand. Like, I would look at it sideways, and there was just a dip. And it was so deep that you can see, like, like the balls of, like, your fat cells, like, oh, in your hand. And I was like, I, I, but I hadn't struck in so long, I was like, I have to do it anyway. And so I, I, it would heal and then open up and heal and open up. And that happened for um, all throughout the Misha camp, the McMahon camp, and the Alexis Davis camp. Three camps in a row I was dealing with this. And um, I would just ignore it, you know? I, you know, like, when Wolverine, they, he pulls out the spikes and, you know, Rogue's like, oh, does it hurt? And he goes, every time. Now <laughs> Every that, time I threw a right hand, every time you see a right hand touch anything while in those three camps, it hurt. Wow. Every single one of those times. And I remember turning to my coach before the Misha fight and being like, I know exactly where my knuckle hurts on this hand. And this is exactly the spot that I'm going to play on her face. And I, uh, <laughs> it was in the third round that like she like she was outstanding. I pretty I dropped her with a straight right hand. But she was like out and staggering backward, so it was that one little knuckle. You knew it. You that, called it. Yeah, and you so, called your shot. But like, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's getting better. And then it was annoying for a while. So I was like, okay. After the Lexus Davis fight, I, I put things off. If you haven't realized, I put off surgery for my knee and the knuckle thing. So I had the the knuckle thing scheduled for after the Lexus Davis fight. I've never once thrown a right hook in a match. Are they going to fight? And the first right hook I ever threw. 
is like this crazy overhand right that knocks her out and just explodes my knuckle. Uh. And uh, yeah, we got backstage and I was like, I was like, there's something up with my hand, and we're like leaving. I'm like giving people high fives on the way out, like woohoo! And we're taking off the wraps; it's just covered in blood. Oh, I can no. just see the cuts like hanging out of the wrap. I like literally totally split the whole thing. But the good thing is, I split. It was like called a ganglion cyst, I guess. It was like pressing on my nerve. That's actually a band I was in in high school, ganglion cyst. <laughs> ganglion cyst. Yeah. So anyway, it exploded, and uh, it's not there anymore. And I have the, the coolest scar ever. I'm really that is proud of pretty it. wicked. Actually. Yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, I can't wait to have some sort of movie role. Well, they can like yeah. zoom in on my hand and totally. make it look super they, they or just a fight poster just have it, like right up they there. can do yeah. wonders with fingers one time uh my dad was cutting a log with the chainsaw and he's like oh everybody in the truck we're like what happened and he hit a knot in the wood chainsaw popped back so his finger was dangling off everyone had to pile into the truck while he drove to the hospital he reattached it and yeah, it's fine yeah it was just dangling there you ever the- see the the movie four rooms Four rooms. When that... they chop off the pinky on the end, at the end with the Quentin Tarantino part. Oh, I've seen lots of pinkies chopped off in movies. It's never fun. Oh, the, the whole thing was like, oh, we'll just go put it back on. Don't worry. Yeah. Like... It's an easy fix. <laughs> it's an easy fix. Finger on, finger off. And that's been Fingers on the <laughs> Um, Before we let you go, I want to know, what is the feeling like when you're walking to the octagon, place going nuts, you're like so zoned in? That's such a good question because you're so you're so because you're so sweet with us. You're so good with the media. You're great with us. You've been a great guest. Thank you. But you are so zoned in. Like, do you lights. hear the crowd going crazy, it or are you just crazy. like in a I, tunnel vision? It's like uh, it's like putting blinders on a horse. It's like I, I don't see and. But anything. who taught you? Did someone teach you that, or did, was that just instinct? You always have been like that. I think it's uh, just from so many years of doing judo mm. and competing in. You know, so many countries. Well, anytime I walked out for a fight, the whole place was booing me. Like, everywhere I went. And so I just blocked people out. I'm like, well, whatever. I'm sorry I'm not finished. You know? <laughs> I just walk out. And um... <laughs> That should be your Twitter bio, by the way. Ronda Rousey, sorry I'm not finished. <laughs> well, yeah, I've fought in Finland before. And they were, they were not fans of the Americans. We are not very popular anywhere. So I just had to blot everybody out. And uh, boo is boo in every language. Just let you yeah, know that. It is. In yeah. 30 different countries I've That's been true. to, it, boo is the same. Everyone just decided <laughs> they had a global meeting. They're like, we don't like something. Boo! And that is the, that is what we're going with. That's and a good point. That's, I just learned to block it all out, even the cheers, too. Well, um, continued success. It's been amazing having you here. I, I know Expendables 3 is going to be huge. And you said you want to be a, a bigger box office star than The Rock. And it's going <laughs> to happen, right? Uh, well, I'm, I'm competitive. <laughs> <laughs> but but with, with good spirit. Uh, you my, didn't want to compete with Jerry Ferrara. You were like, go right to The Rock. Go uh, right to number no, one. No, no, no. My, my, my coach has a, a great saying. He says, be jealous, but be kind. And so it's to like take whatever people have that you want and use that to motivate you and not, you know, to resent them. That's a good point. And yeah. now now yeah, you get to continue you. your journey through, they call it the car wash, <laughs> where you stop here, then you have to stop on our Fox Sports Live show. So have fun with that. Yeah, have thank a great you, time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. My car will be squeaky clean by the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ronda Rousey. No Ronda, you're awesome. Lovely right. to meet you. Best yeah, of luck. It's going to be a box office. Huge. Explosion. Okay, bye, Rhonda. Bye, Rhonda. Bye. Take care. Oh, That's you. a heavy door service. Oh, she's Rhonda. She's bye, it's Laura. not heavy to you. She's bye bye. See you. <laughs>
All right. Um, that was a great surprise. That was wonderful. Uh, now, did we say that Rhonda was coming on the show before? We didn't mention no. that. We Rhonda just, surprised just showed everyone. up. We just surprised everybody. We knew she was going to show up, but we didn't quite get around to doing that. So, yeah, that was terrific. And so yeah. go see Expendables 3. Go see. Looks hilarious. The fa- she's in the Fast and Furious <laughs> Expendables Entourage, Entourage movie. And then this new Athena, Athena project, which will be like the new Hunger Games. And we can confirm. She's the biggest star in UFC right now. Easily. I think so. Yeah. The most recognizable. Like yeah. if you asked the average person on the street name one UFC fighter, I think they would probably say Ronda, I would think. Yeah. So that, that was awesome. How did she's, you feel? She took is, she, time. is she gone now? She left? Yeah. So how did you feel? Because you had a you have a big crush on her. And, <laughs> she was, uh, she's very nice. She might be yeah. able to hear this in the hallway. That's okay. That's oh. fine. Yeah. She's very nice. Yeah. She's sweet. <laughs> well, so what I was going to say is I sent you a text uh, before the podcast, and I, I said, are you, are you nervous? Your, uh, your, your crush is, is, <laughs> is coming on the pod. But then what I realized is I accidentally sent that to my housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, what is this? She's Hungarian. She's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, no, I have nothing. Uh, you, you crush on me? <laughs> Nothing. You sure it's nothing. Kid? Don't go. wait. Wait till you pop in when she's cleaning the oh, house yeah. the next time. <laughs> She'll be nude. <laughs> nude on your bed. Oh, that would be great, actually. <laughs> what a weekend it was! PGA Championship. Yeah, huh? that was wicked. What a nice finish. Let's discuss this. What? It, what's everyone's opinion about that final hole? Okay, so I've given it a lot of thought. Yeah. No. Fair enough. The thing I just can... we should set this up for okay, people yeah. who didn't watch it. So uh, if you didn't see it. It was getting dark. Phil Mickelson was two strokes back of Rory McIlroy. McIlroy was in the group behind him. It was getting dark. They didn't know if they could finish. So Ricky Fowler said, no, you guys can tee off too. Ricky paired with Phil. So they essentially became not a twosome but a foursome right. on the 18th hole. And it is it. I keep going back to it's a gentleman's game. Yep. Yep. Agreed. 100%. So, so, so Phil was saying, yeah, you can tee off. He didn't think they were going to take their second shots yeah. too. Yeah. Because in Phil's mind – if Rory doesn't take that shot, then he's got to sleep on it all night. Yeah. He's got to he's going to be out of rhythm when he comes back to the course the next day. Or, or he if can he, do it. Or, or if he, he can... takes the shot, he's got to wait for them to play out so it's going to be dark. Yep. So he's thinking of that, I'm sure. And that's why he was a bit bitter when he when he saw they were taking their second shots. He never said it vocally or to the media that it was no. better, but you could tell. <laughs> he's never going to do it. You could tell he was miffed. I I actually think he was miffed because Ricky Fowler, who's paired with him and who had since now was like three shots back and was way out of it, was was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, but without even asking Phil, you know, yeah. without even sort of coming over to Phil and saying, like, let's just let these guys play. Um, it, I just, my personal opinion is this. Listen, it's easy for all of us to sit there and say, well, it's a gentleman's game and why wouldn't you just let this happen? And But. Man, it's it's a major championship. And a lot of money on the line. There, it's not even money for Phil, right? Like, Phil's got the dough. It's like, Phil gets that. Phil's got six majors. Like, he's untouchable. I mean, he's kind of untouchable with five. I get it. But my point is, like, man, it's competitive, you know? And you're right there. And, he, by the way, he had an incredible shot on that last hole. He almost pulled out. So, I, I'm more with Phil. I'm like, listen, man, this is the game. This is the playing field. This is how it is. This is how it sets up. I'm not being a jerk. That's just how it sets up. If I, you can, and he still has to hit his shots. I realize that. Like, Rory probably still would have won anyway. But I, I don't like the way Phil's getting 
hammered for for not being a sportsman. I think Phil's just like, hey, man, it's a major. There's the name of your next book, I'm with Phil, the Jay Onright story. I'd be the only one because everyone hates that guy. <laughs> no, people like his, oh, shucks. Mm. It's a bit of an act. Like, <laughs> oh, golly, gee, Ricky's great. I love playing with Ricky. It was a lot of fun. By the way, we have to point out the newest edition oh, of the can Canadian Wall of Fame, Canada's strongest man, Iron Mike Sharp. So this uh, birthed out of... Uh, Mike Botticello here on the podcast said, "You want do you want to have Rowdy Roddy Piper, who I I think was an awesome wrestler, but can and he also call her like Rowdy Run Rousey? That's true. That's why that's, that's where I got point. the idea good from. Point. That's a great point. Uh, the only thing with with Roddy Piper is I don't know if Canadians I didn't yeah, even realize question. he was Canadian until a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, Saskatoon. I had no idea. So you, you go with Candice Run. By the way, well then I was and then I said Bret Hart." But that was too obvious. We'll get Brett right. on some point. So if but you've Iron never seen Iron Mike Sharp wrestle, he's long retired, hopefully <laughs> still alive. Um, here's how he wrestled. The Jane Dan podcast. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> still alive. Ah! Yeah. And he'd slam yeah. his yeah, foot slam against the, foot. the mat. Gah! And then when he got hit, he made the same noise. He'd go, Gah! He also did another move. I love, I love that we're using Arnold to demonstrate the moves. <laughs> he's there for it. He also did maybe the greatest move in the history of wrestling, and that was the back rake. <laughs> Where he would come up to the guy, right? So he'd hit the guy, and the guy would be like stumbling, and he'd come up behind and be like, "Yeah!" And and the guy would be like, "Oh God, the nails in the back!" Here's one wrestling move I always—I don't know if we've discussed this in the podcast. Oh, geez, sorry, Arnold. When when you do a flying a flying, what's that move called? Like a flying kick? Yeah, like two feet in the air, and you hit. You hit the guy, yeah. you're like, fine. But if you miss, you land the same way, but the guy's like, ah, if he yeah. misses. Well, that's, you know, that's wrestling. No, you saying it's fake? <laughs> I would never say that. It's sports entertainment. That's what oh, that's So can we put that out there? What? What's that? To our fans, is, is uh, Roddy Piper a true Canadian? Yeah, we can. Well, I mean, I think if he was born in the country, he, he's but Canadian. Then, but then he claims, like, Scottish heritage. Like, that's what he well, I, I think that's more of a gimmick thing. I just I would love to hear an interview with him whether he like when's the last time he was in Canada? Like when he was three? Yeah, by I the think way, he we gotta lives get, in Oregon, I read. We, well that's pretty close. So Canadian Oregon. Pretty get, pretty close there. We got by the way, we got a Peter North up here. Mm-hmm. Um Keep your suggestions coming. Yeah. By the way, this podcast is going to go on for like 30 years, so we're going to get to all of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll we get to everybody. 30 we year like commitment. Worth what, but, but, Mike, I see that you are running out of room <laughs> No, no, no. Here. Vader asked me that today. We're going to go up top. We're going up top. Draft That's like King. the elite level. By, by our 30th year, DraftKings.com, it's going to be like you can win like 10 million bucks yeah, in one million. day. It'll be, like a, it'll be like a 50-50 at Commonwealth Stadium. DraftKings.com. You want to be a millionaire? Hey, DraftKings.com. Trust me. I love it. That's fantastic. Also on the show today, Pete Schrager returns. Jeremy Taggart will be here. And everybody's favorite resident hipster, Kevin Lincoln, will be by to talk about a video he did where he ate Canadian snack foods. Okay. Yeah, Kevin. Um, let's go through a few tweets. This is on the PGA theme. So uh, you sent out a tweet. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was gonna. I almost said it at the same one earlier because I saw the one shot they showed of uh, Graham Dillette, um where he was wearing red pants and he was moist. Yeah, moist in the <laughs> no in the bum area or the crotch area. Um, Could in he the use bum. some gold bond. There was a lot of bum sweat. When you, I was gonna ask you this before we get to this tweet. I bought my first uh, package of gold bond today or container of gold bond today. Never bought it before. But you don't need it here. It's not humid. Ah, uh, exactly. But I'm going to Japan next week. Ah, so it's gonna be super humid there. 
So now when you apply it, and for those just listening, you're not going to be able to see this too well. Is it like a baby? Are you like a baby getting changed? <laughs> now, I'll show you how to apply So you <laughs> And then just sprinkle here? So you go, you go into the shower. Yeah. N- nid. Or actually, you go in with your... Uh, <laughs> Patrick really wants... Here, you, I'll give you that shower. <laughs> you, you, you go into the shower with your underwear on. And then, oh, <laughs> no, 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 the shower's not on. It's just to contain the cloud. Okay. So you it. go in, you do the front, yeah, back, back. Then you wiggle it Shake around, it around. <laughs> and then you're good to go. You're good for another hundred thousand miles. Wow. Okay. Jim, then your underwear, underwear is covered in powder. But but here's the thing. Yeah. What do you do? You got to give a few pats because it comes through your shorts if you're wearing dark shorts. Old man. <laughs> 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 so then, yeah, but your underwear would be covered in gold bond anyway. What about just powder farts? Just <laughs> yeah, has that ever happened? I haven't looked. Can't see my butt. I can't see my butt. You've never done this and just been like, <laughs> and then like, oh, that's cool. It's like an explosion. It's like a geyser. So your tweet was, this bum sweat is unbearable. I'm going for it, Ricky Fowler, before the last shot. Yeah. Because, yeah, they were raw by that point. I just figured, you know, at that point, you're so uncomfortable. You're just like, fuck it. I'm going for it. And sure enough, he had an incredible shot right after And I sent a tweet to Robert Lucetich, our golf reporter who was on site. I said, is it humid as hell there? Because these guys are dripping. And he said, uh, have you ever been to a hammam in southern Russia? <laughs> and sadly, I could answer yes to that. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. A hammam is like a wet sauna that we went to at, uh, while we were at the Olympics, and it, yeah. was, it was moist. Yeah, wet sauna. You sure are cute, kid. So, um... <laughs> okay. Oh, here's, here's, a, here's another great tweet. Yep. This is from Animal Clans. No lie, my father used to make obscene phone calls <laughs> to family and friends as Rusty the Rooster. <laughs> if you remember, so, we reviewed Friendly, the Friendly Giant like a couple weeks ago, and Rusty... <laughs> so, wait, 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 like... Hi, it's Rusty. Hi. Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, I'm just sitting here in my sack. Yeah. Are you guys just hanging out? What are you doing? Oh, I took a shit in my sack. I'm sorry. And I sent out a tweet that PGA Championship is over, which means way less erectile dysfunction commercials. Sad. Hashtag no boners. It is sad in a lot of ways. (laughs) The thing about those commercials, too, and, and I think you pointed this out, just the look. The look of desperation, creepy desperation on the guy's face because he's been without an erection so long <laughs> and they're working on the bench, right? They're, they're working on some sort of bench. And then is he all of a sudden like, oh, something. shit, it's yeah. up. He's, it's like, up. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> it's back. It's back for God's sakes. Watch and, it. And then he doesn't want to like just, you know, basically attack the woman. <laughs> but as they're like staining the bench they've built, why are they building a bench? They have nothing better to do. He's eyeing her up in a very creepy fashion. And even she's like, okay, dude, you're going to get laid. Like, <laughs> So I was thinking, like, does watching golf cause this? Because I was getting worried. No, no. <laughs> oh, like cause erectile dysfunction? It was all that in car rental commercials. Uh, pretty much sums up so males just got, age thirty so, to sixty. So guys, with, <laughs> they're just renting cars and getting boners. Guys with pill-aided commercials are walking. In, guys with pill-aided com- <laughs> erections are walking into national, just like. Can I, <laughs> can I get a mid-size? Can I, I've got a full size, and I want to sit in the mid-size. <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry, will we have to blur that out? <laughs> Mike, I watched on the YouTube like two weeks ago. You had to bl- you had something blurred out here that was sitting on the so table. You drew the penis. Oh, how long that, extra yeah. did that take? That took a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Oh, I feel terrible. Yeah, well, that was all Blake again. Our editor, Blake. Blake, great shout guy. out to Blake. Yeah, yeah he yeah. does yeah. the dirty work. Yeah, nice. that's great. Um, I also sent a tweet to Patrick because uh, you sent that you were at some place <laughs> in Santa Monica. At the beach. <laughs> and I said, I didn't need this info. I felt terrible. <laughs> I, but Patrick, you send a lot of tweets like, on a red-eye flight to Pittsburgh. Like, your tweets could be the lyrics to country songs. On so a I beach. I don't do anything. So if I do do something, I have to say that. No, it seems anything. like you do a lot. That's you, the point. It seems like I do oh, a lot. Another Patrick tweet, just popped to Cialis, ready to fly in the red-eye from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Did you? Hope, how did you? You already read my tweets from hope, tomorrow. Hope my, hope my rental car's ready. <laughs> I'll kill your dog. Oh, here's the one from at uh, GC McCoy. Yep. Any advice for an aspiring journalist? Maybe I could shadow you. So he asked you for the advice because he sent it to you. Maybe I could shadow you and FS1 O'Toole to see how the pros do it. Now, Hashtag give me a shot. Patrick, maybe we could shout out some. We've got some people shadowing us here today. Looking on the podcast today, maybe we could shout them out. On Twitter? No, just now. I don't know their names. Tate. I only know Tate. Tate and Jonathan. I was really looking for you to help me there. Jonathan I came straight on the in left. here. I don't... Tate on the right. Oh, Katie's in the middle. Actually. I can't even see over there. Marcel. Oh, I thought you brought them in. So Tate, Tate that is an intern here. That was extremely embarrassing. No, nah, uh, it's all there. good. But uh, we sorry Tate, guys, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I thought Pat I brought so them in. So a couple of interns, right? That Those went really couple, well. two interns. Um, and we told Tate, we said every time they bring an intern in to meet us, we never see them again. So there's. But Tate's only been back because he l- listened to the podcast from the TSN days. Okay, so. And we actually so if it wasn't for the so it wasn't for the podcast, we wouldn't have seen him again. Probably not. Is there a holding cell for the... <laughs> They're in it. They're there. <laughs> That's where they stay all week. M- mommy, come get me. So, sorry, let's get this right. It's Tate. Oh. Yes. And? Jonathan. Jonathan. And? Katie. Katie, right. Katie's Hello. just here making sure that we plug DraftKings. All- I, mean, I think we're doing a great job, right, Katie? Um, a couple more what tweets. What does Katie do? Sales. Katie, what do you do? Sales. She's she's in charge. I thought Katie was an intern. No, 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 no. no, no. She looks she's too very young to be in sales. She works she, over at Playa, where um, she can confirm wow. that. DraftKings.com. She's here. That is so <laughs> impressive. Wait, really? That's why you're here, Katie, to make sure we plug this. Okay, you don't just trust she just us? wants to watch. No, she doesn't. Some more tweets here <laughs> at at Cummings Goings bonding with a guy on a first date over missing watching Jay and Dan on Sports Center every morning. Thanks, fellas. Hey, nice. see, we're bringing people together. And that by the yeah, that was a woman who sent us that. Yeah. Wow, that's really sweet. And then at rooting for Harry, Dan and Jay make me so uncomfortable. They're worse than Pitbull. Hmm. So Pitbull. Follow up on that, that one. Apparently, one of somebody from One Direction's mom is. Has either I think Jay is her name. That's what she goes by. She's marrying a guy named Dan. So it's made searches for Jay and Dan on Twitter very hold difficult. Hold on, hold on. One of the guys in One Direction's mom is marrying is named Jay. I think so. And is marrying a guy named Dan. I think <laughs> from what I've been told. So it screws up the Jay and Dan searches. This or it really makes weird. them a lot better. It's the Jay and Dan wedding. That's Boy, finally. We, we better lock. <laughs> we better lock down that uh, URL site. <laughs> We've got the .ca. <sighs> hey, have you ever heard of um, 
it's a, like a group of kids called YouTube Sensation. Isn't that just? <laughs> no, you just be a YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. So I went to this outdoor <laughs> mall by my house today, and there were literally five thousand like nine to twelve year old girls screaming and everything. I went into the store. I went into the Gap because I had to buy a T-shirt. Actually. I bought a two-pack of T-shirts, got home, there was only one, so I had to bring it back and get the other. Guys, <laughs> I hate to be a bother, <laughs> but the package says two T-shirts. DraftKings.com. Katie? So All right. I asked the lady in the gap, what's happening out here? Why the chaos? And she said, uh, the YouTube sensation? I don't know if that was the name of the group, but it was like four boys, because everyone was coming out with Pretty- these... Pretty I mean, sure that's a descriptive term. Sure they're <laughs> describing it. It's like an adjective. Like if someone said, hey, "Who are those five guys on the stage?" and someone said, "Oh, that's that's the band," you'd be like, "Oh, that's the band, like the, the old band, <laughs> Robbie Robertson and Levon Helm and all." That's them. No, it's just it's a band. It's Can you do a band. search for YouTube sensation? Sure will. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Pete Traeger's on the line. I'm here, boys. Hey, here. how Peter are you, Traeger? Buddy? A lot of people guys, missed you yeah, last week. Did, Oh, God, I listened to the podcast without me. It was forgettable, I'll tell you. <laughs> can, you can you tell me more about Carrot Top, Dan? Oh, my God, you'd think, you, you'd, think you'd met Louis C.K. the way you did. <laughs> hey, uh, Peter, um, so Peter Schrager, our NFL uh, insider, he's, like, going nuts about the NFL. He's, he's been, all over. He's been on the road 14 to 15 days. But, Peter, last time I was talking to you, you we were talking about your love for chain food restaurants mm. and how Dan, you Dan, like love. Do you have any idea where I am right now? Oh, where I'm gonna guess. A, I'm gonna guess at Chili's. I am in New York City, right? So there's every restaurant. There are hardly any chain restaurants. But I'm with seven of my best friends. We are doing an annual football draft, not a fantasy football draft, at the Olive Garden in the middle of Times Square. Oh, what? I've seen that Olive Garden. I've, I've always wondered who goes in there. It's elegant. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's me and it's. The worst the world can offer. But we're having a blast. Uh, but, Peter, blast. I thought you yeah. had Olive Garden on a second tier of chain restaurants. Give us your oh, first tier. Lose. Give us your top I'm tier. I'm lose my sponsorship. Okay, here's how it works, Dan. When I travel on the road, I like to get into a cozy chain restaurant where I know where I'm getting. Because one time, I went to a sports bar in a city and got sick. So I said, I will never stray from sports bars on the road. So if you're top tier, okay, like your elite quarterback, you have your elite chain restaurants. You've got your... Cheesecake Factory, okay? Your California Pizza Kitchen. You've got your P.F. Chang's. And you've got that second tier, which is Chili's, Applebee's. And then you've got the third tier. I find myself in a third-tier restaurant right now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm talking Olive Garden, talking, oh, I don't want to lose my, uh, my allegiances to any of these places, but Olive Garden, all right, Applebee's. I yeah. can say that quietly in case an Applebee's owner is around here what right about, now. What about a Golden Corral, Shrek? Oh, oh no, that's like that's, – that's a fast food restaurant, isn't it? I've never been to one. I know NFL Network has Golden Corral ads all day long, and there's something called a – Chocolate tornado or a chocolate <laughs> volcano. It's like a volcano, Shrek. A I want to get myself in it. A I chocolate get, tornado. Oh, you just get chizzed on. And I want to get dipped like a fondue egg or something. Just put me in it. I want it. Hey, Pete, but after you go to like a Chili's or something, come on. The day after effect. Be be honest. Terrible. I mean, you feel, <laughs> you feel just, you feel like filth. But you know what you're getting. You've got your dish at each one of these restaurants. You're in, you're out. Guys, it's a lonely thing on the road. You think it's glamorous. You think I'm hanging out with, like, Donovan McNabb and yeah. Carissa Thompson feeding me grapes. It's not like that. I'm alone, <laughs> all right? I'm traveling to Holiday Inn Expresses, and I'm dipping into Olive Garden when I get the chance. It's nothing glamorous. I love my job, but don't be fooled. I'm not staying at the Four Seasons, and I'm certainly not eating at Per Se and La Cirque when I'm in New York City. Shrags, uh, Holiday Inn Express or Hampton, who do you go with first? 
I'm a, I'm a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, I'm a Holiday Express guy. I like in the morning. You wake up. There's a nice little buffet mm-hmm. of uh, eggs that have been out there for about three hours. <laughs> maybe, a really <laughs> maybe a waffle. Maybe a waffle maker. You put your own thing in. It's great. Shregs, uh, you mentioned you're with seven of your buddies, and uh, I can't help but bring up something you and I discussed when uh, <laughs> your wife and yourself and my wife and myself got together in Toronto, and that's the fact that at your wedding last year, you had 17 groomsmen. <laughs> I could not believe this. Shregs, you need to explain. Were you picking up hobos along the way to the church? Shregs, there's 17. That's out of control. How did this happen? Okay. Uh, quite frankly, if you were invited to my wedding and you, and you weren't a groomsman, you got to re examine things. No, I mean... Here's the thing, and, and the fact is, I've got two or three really good friends who weren't groomsmen, and when you're not one of the top 17, you're really upset, and it was like an awkward conversation. Yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm sitting in the Olive Garden, I've got some kid yelling in my ear, oh my God. All right, anyway, I'm outside now. I'm on the street in New York, people are looking at me like I'm a crazed person. Look out for the naked cowboy. <laughs> yeah, well, 17 <laughs> groomsmen, all right? Here's how it works. I've got a great crew of friends from college in my fraternity, I've got a great crew of friends from high school. And then I got this other part of my life, which was I went to summer camp for 10 summers. Summer camp. My parents shipped me away. They couldn't look at me. So on the summers, I'd be gone for two months. These guys, they're some of my best friends. I've got about six great friends from camp. So I had these three different groups. I didn't want to discern. My wife had what? What would she tell you? Eight bridesmaids. It was a very awkward aisle situation. We had just three guys to one girl. And but eight, it, I seemed want like it way. eight seemed like a lot to me. But that's she kept it somewhat civil there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd like to say I'm very popular. I'm just I'm just scared to tell people that they aren't groomsmen. That's really what so, happened there. So, Shregs, um, not to put you on the spot, but one year later, would yeah. uh, Joel Klatt, Jay Onright, and Dan oh, O'Toole be added to that question. 17 to bring it to a nice 20? Great question. That's the scariest thing. I got back from Sochi, and I told my wife, I'm like, not only would Jay and Dan be groomsmen, like my brother is four years older than me, very tight. One of you guys might be the best man. Yeah. Might, you know, it might be what Jeremy Tiger. Never met him in person. He's probably a groomsman at my wedding. Probably a groomsman at my wedding. You know, Eric Shanks runs Fox Sports. We've never really gone out socially. Probably a groomsman at my wedding. Right uh, Shregs, you're a great follow on Twitter. You uh, give whenever you go to a, a preseason game, you give people like three things to watch for, or three things that excite you. Preseason football really excites you. I love it. I love it. Guys, I was at two games last week. I went to Ravens 49ers, and then I went to uh, the Johnny Manziel game. And what I like doing is before the game, I'll, take, I'll get there two hours early, and I'll talk to the offensive coordinator. I'll talk to the GM. I'll talk to the coaches. And I'll get little nuggets. Because training camp, you've got 90 guys in camp. And I don't know if it's like this with Canadian Football League, but American football fans, they want to know who the 53rd man on the roster is. So if I can <laughs> offer that and say, hey, keep an eye on this guy, small school guy, wasn't drafted, but he might make the team. People love that kind of stuff. So that's where I can kind of bring it. You know, I'll let Glazer break the news of Joe Flacco's $120 million contract, but I will tell you the 53rd man on the roster for the Arizona Cardinals. I will get you that news. I love it. I how, love that enthusiasm. How, how was the Manziel night? Uh, oh, every, yeah. You can now tell your children uh, that you were at uh, Manziel's first pro game. It was cool. Uh, you know, what was interesting to me is that he hasn't played against the number one on defense. So he was playing against the Detroit Lions' third-team defense. And he's, you know, he's, he's on the Cleveland Browns playing with the second team. So I'm very nervous because he's running this offense, Kyle Shanahan's offense. And not to get too in the weeds with football talk, but Kyle Shanahan ran the same exact offense that I saw 
on Saturday night in Washington, and Robert Griffin III, who's a better athlete and a stronger athlete and an Olympic world-class sprinter, got injured in that offense. He couldn't run out of that offense. Hmm. He eventually got hurt, got hurt multiple times. Manziel's not the athlete that Robert Griffin was. So if they do plan on running that exact same offense that they ran in Washington, this kid's going to get hurt, and he's going to get hurt early because they play Pittsburgh week one, they play the Ravens week two, they play the Saints and Rob Ryan's defense week three. So I'm a little nervous from what I saw. But, again, he didn't play against the number ones yet. And you can't go head first like he did on that third and one where he got stuck. That works in the SEC. That works when you're playing Duke in the Holiday Bowl or whatever he was in last year. <laughs> it doesn't work when you play in the AFC North. So I just fear for his safety and for his health because whatever he was doing on Saturday night, it might fly in the preseason. It ain't going to fly in the NFL regular season. Shrag, since you're at a fantasy draft at the Olive Garden, do you take Manziel if he's on the board late? No, 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 no. Really? No, you don't. No, no. Shrag, when's he yeah, going to start? No. Like, when's he going to play? Like, realistically, if you if you have to put money on it, when do you think he's playing? I've said all along that he was going to start week one, and I still think he might. I just think that this Browns ownership and the coach and the GM, they are in such a great desire to be relevant, and they don't want to miss that chance. However, their first six games, guys, you'll look at the schedule. I know their first three of those three. It's a brutal run. It's a brutal run. So if you want to throw Brian Hoyer out there, let Manziel get some time and rest and learn the offense a little bit more, it's not the dumbest thing. But I, the Browns' ownership, they want to be the team. They want to be what they were Saturday night where you got me live on Fox Sports Live kicking off the show from awesome. Detroit to talk about preseason football. I mean, they love that. They love that. And the players in the locker room love it. I told you on the show, Joe Thomas, Dante Whitner, these are guys that have been in the league for 10 years, 8 years, all pros. They love it when you've got – Fox Sports 1. They're ESPN, finally getting some attention. Network. We're all there. Yeah, you guys are actually all there. Shrakes, by the way, if you are doing a fantasy draft, DraftKings.com is where you have to go to make that happen. So the, the DraftKings.com, I checked it out. It's a fantastic, fantastic business. This is Good it. ownership, great sponsorship opportunities. I love what they're doing over there. I think they're fantastic. Peter Schrager, back to your uh, all-you-can-eat uh, bread and Before, salad. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what the draft is. I think your listeners might want to take this. So it's Seven of my friends and I, there's eight guys total. We don't do fantasy football. I really can't do fantasy football because of just, you don't want to have those kind of allegiances. What we do is we do a draft. There's eight of us. Each one of us, and it goes in a snake order, we have four teams that we pick. And those four teams, at the end of the year, we tally up all the wins, and the guy who gets first place gets a steak dinner where the other seven guys buy his meal. And it's just a great way to keep the friendships going, and you've got things to, to root for and against, and you don't have to worry about pickups wait. and waivers. you got four teams during the year. There's eight of us. That's it. Wait, seven, wait the seven guys have to buy one guy dinner, so you're going to lose like five bucks. Five, and, hey, you're t- yeah. and you do well, it at I the Golden you, Corral. Like I said, I don't have Carissa Thompson feeding me grapes at the wrist, okay? <laughs> this is, these are the low stakes that I want. This is what I'm in for. I'm enjoying it. I'm eating, guys. I'm in New York City eating at the Olive Garden, stuffing my face with pasta. I'm so so I'm, I'm in a fantasy draft, and at the end, and if you win, we say, nice work. <laughs> you know where you should go, Shrags? You should take yeah. him for a steak at that Guy Fieri restaurant that's just around the corner yeah. of Times Square. Oh, just... if, you guys, if anyone hasn't listened, if you guys go on New York Times, read the review that they gave the oh, Guy yeah. Fieri. I forget what it's called. It's called like the Hey Dude Ranch or something. Something ridiculous. <laughs> and it's Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri with his frosted on a light-up sign in Times Square. Uh. And, and the review from the New York Times was so arrogant. I hated it. It was like the New York Times is going to snuff their nose at this. But What were they guys, expecting? There's a line outside that place every oh, single yeah. day for lunch, for dinner. People love Guy Fieri, okay? People go, love go to Guy Fieri's new restaurant, Hey Dude Ranch. The old Hey Dude Ranch. <laughs>
I don't know. Hey, Dan, go go kiss Carrot Top's ass. <laughs> there we go. Shrek, <laughs> love you, buddy. Thing, Bye, no, Pete. At the end of this call, I'm sorry, at the end of this thing, and Jay was like, you know what? It's pretty cool that Carrot Top's watching the show. Oh, my God. I swear to God, you guys treated Carrot Top like he was hey. I mean, Eddie Murphy. Carrot Top's, pretty, Carrot Top's a pretty cool guy. I mean, when you think about about some of the great magicians of all time. He's not a magician. <laughs> oh, is, is <laughs> it? He's a Thanks, Shregs. Love you, Shregs. Bye, boys. That's Peter Schrager, NFL Insider, great follow on Twitter, and he also has a podcast that he does once in a while. It's not to yeah, frequent. yeah, once in a while. You can uh, find it on the Fox Sports. But I love uh, the fact that he's going podcast. to DraftKings.com. He's uh, doing his draft through that. That's fantastic. You should too at home. Hey, Jeremy, seventeen Taggart. groomsmen. That's a lot of groomsmen. That's a lot of groomsmen. To me, when he said his wife Erica had eight bridesmaids, that's excessive. Eight? Yeah, that's I excessive. I don't care if you have a big family. The seventeen. I don't know. Cap it at four. People. Yeah. Four, including the uh, best man. That's it. Cap, cap it at one. Yeah, even better. Cap it at one. Cap it at zero. Don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you'll like this update. You're divorced? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a natural segue. No, people, the family's coming back eventually. I'm still. Just to update everyone, Dan has been alone. At his house in Redondo Beach, California for, what, weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks. It's a lot of noon wake-up calls. So you're just, like, hanging out. How much masturbating have you done around that house? <laughs> so here's the update. No, but I'm coming, baby! <laughs> Remember, PK, rest in peace. Uh, your dog, yeah? Dead dog. I said five years we're going to have a dog. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, we're picking up a dog next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see things aren't going well in L.A. for you. So that that well, five years turned into one month. I do think. you have any say in anything that goes on in your home? <laughs> I had three girls against me on the other end said, we found a dog. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Well, am I supposed to say no? Yes. You're supposed to put your foot down and say, daddy's been jerking off all over this house for the last two weeks. <laughs> so the dog, Winnie the Pooh O'Toole. That's the name of the dog? Winnie. Oh, Winnie. Okay. The Pooh? I'm saying, I'm calling it Winnie the Pooh. They say, no, that's not the fact. They wanted to name it Winnie P.K. O'Toole. Ugh, like name, give it the middle name <laughs> yeah. of your, the dead dog? Again, this is, these are a six and a three-year-old coming up with names here. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it, but. Uh, I wanted to name him. What kind of dog? He's a Labradoodle. Oh, that's so token. Uh, I wanted to name him <laughs> Senior Furry Pants. They said no. That seems like something kids would like, no? <laughs> no. Senior Furry Pants? And that's how people become furries. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, that might be why they don't want to do it. Um, well, that's good, I guess, but that means you have to walk the dog. Oh, every yeah. Night. Oh, yeah it's, uh, I don't think uh, they don't shed, right? They, they don't shed. I, oh, that was yeah. one adamant thing. I said, I don't want hair around. Yeah, you really put your foot down. I did. <laughs> no dogs for five years. <clears throat> we want one. Well, we'll we get one. <laughs> hey, Jeremy Taggart, do you guys have a dog in the Taggart household? I, I grew up with a dog. I didn't uh, ever have a dog uh, after that, but I do. Uh, well, I did have a dog, actually, a wiener dog, but that kind of doesn't count. What was the name of your dog growing up? Uh, Pokey. Pokey. Oh, Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> Pokey. Hey, Pokey. Yeah, Come here, Pokey. That's a good name, right? Yeah. That is a good name. I I, I thought for, one, for a second I thought you said Pogey, like welfare. That would be a good name, too. No, that was what we were 
on. <laughs> Pokey reminds me of Polka.Door, and then someone sent out a tweet to us, because we were talking about Mr. Dress-Up, and they said, only in Canada could you have a show called Mr. Dress-Up with a tickle trunk, and it's not weird. Yeah, but it was a different time. Yeah. It, it was, was a different time. I mean, you could do that. It was There was no irony to it. It was just the tickle trunk, and there was costume. But the weird thing is the tickle trunk sat there in the living room, and every time he opened it, there was a new costume right, right at the top. And have you gone back, Tagger, and look at the old Polka.Door, how cheaply made that costume was? Like the head's oh, falling man. over yeah. on Pokeroo. Yeah, it looks almost like the old, uh, the inside of a toilet paper tube is probably involved <laughs> yeah. in the making That's of it, right? Paper mache and all that. Tape on some some uh, yarn for hair. Those so those people's on those those people on those shows back in like the eighties and seventies. Do you think they were stoned doing those shows? Mm, I, I think, think it was... the Ses- Sesame Street seemed that way. In a sense, like the, the the puppeteers, it seemed like they had that kind of like <laughs> hipness in a way. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. They were like hip and cool. Uh, they were like the hip parents from the '60s, and then they be- then they created the Muppets. It, the, well, with the Jim Henson Henson creation of it, like the uh, the actual like they got all those like they had the great mu- music, and they always mm-hmm. they, they were affiliated with like a really cool part of the culture in the late '60s. You know? but, but also yeah. like you know, remember Tiger that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and Yeah, that was like full on funk, like heavy duty funk. Yes, psychedelic yeah. funk. You guys are stoned, the people doing that with the pinball. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the, and the animators of the original Spider Man cartoon. That was oh. like, there was some serious drugs going on. There. What about the. Yeah. <laughs> and spare time, because you'd see the same, like, like four or five cells oh, in the yeah, cartoon exactly. happen over And you'd always over. run like, he would run like, kind of like this. Really yeah. weird. Like and then it would just be a zoom in on his eye always <laughs> yeah. for, for like four lines. Do you guys remember the brush your teeth little commercial with Hot Rod? Yes, of course. Oh my God, that's yeah. that's golden. Yeah, see, you guys are talking about stuff, and the Americans will be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Oh, yeah, I that remember, was... Dan, you sent me the silver basketball, like that show. That's. Oh yeah, small but mighty in terms of. Oh like, my God! So you sent me a clip of the guy. <laughs> well, like you can analyze the video till the cows came home and find something new. Like what? How did this make it to air? Yeah, what you is want to talk about basketball? like aw- awkward stuff? Like these guys, let's go in this creepy little teepee and jump around and we play the silver yet? basketball. It was a show shot in Peterborough where they go into this hut and all these kids are there and the guys are like, hey, let's do some warm up stretches and the guys like these are great for like. Sally, it's great before you play hockey. She's like, I don't play hockey. So it's just <laughs> You like, can tell he's, like, making it up on the spot. Like, there's zero working uh, going on there. That's actually lot like this podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, Taggart, we had uh, UFC superstar, expendable star, Ronda Rousey on at the start of the podcast. She Taggart, came are, you a, are you a UFC MMA fan at all? Like, are, do, are, do you watch any of that stuff? Not really. I mean, that, it could, uh, I, I mean, could understand the science of it. I kind of was into it a little bit back in the Gracie days when it was like guys wrestling on the ground for four hours, but yeah. now it's, oh, yeah. it's actual contact base. I don't know. I'm just not really, I don't follow it that much. Back in the original days when you would have to fight a guy like 300 pounds more than you. Yeah, and they'd always be just coming out of their judo uniforms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, she was nice, though. I have to say, yeah? she was great. She Extremely was nice. And yeah. and we kept the uh, the fighting theme going oh. by our newest induction into the Canadian Wall of Fame, Iron Mike Sharp, Canada's Strongest Man. Oh, wow. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs>
Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah, you remember that guy? He was a, uh, as they say, a preliminary wrestler. So he oh, got... yeah, he was always the first on the bill. That's right. He only, <laughs> he only got to wrestle during the day. It would be like Maple Leaf Wrestling with Billy Red Lions. He only oh, got yeah. to... and, and he would come in against, like, Coco B. Wearing. You'd be like, ah. Oh. Well, Iron Mike yeah, Sharp would kill this like guy. A, uh, yeah, the Hamilton card on a Saturday afternoon. That's right. I, I, I went to uh, watch wrestling at, at Maple Leaf Gardens and Ricky the Steamboat days. Oh, the dragon. And, uh, and the first guy up was Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> so you saw him in person. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I saw him in 1985, I think, or oh. something like that. Oh, and I, I described his patented move where when he'd punch a guy, he'd also slam his foot into the mat to make it sound loud. But yeah, and he had that look of, like, when he goes in front of the mirror and he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> Tiger, wait, were you just beaming with national pride when Iron Mike Sharp from Hamilton came into the ring that day in Maple Leaf Gardens? Well, he just emitted such, like, non-happening <laughs> that, like, you just didn't care no matter what. And it's like, oh, he's Canadian? Oh, great. Great. That's embarrassing. <laughs> the, the great things about those uh, those dates, and, like, I saw wrestling at uh, in Peterborough, and there was, like, a belt on the line. You're like, maybe the belt's going to change hands on this Tuesday night yeah. in Peterborough. Here in Peterborough, Ontario, the Intercontinental Championship's <laughs> about to change hands. And Look out, like, honky-tonk man. You're, like, yeah, looking around. Yeah. There's not a single camera there. You're like, what? <laughs> they aren't filming this? Yeah, I remember. I think it was Superfly Snooker, like, jumped off the top rope and, like, hit Ricky Steamboat with the bell, like oh, right yeah. on the head or Classic something. It's like, that's move. it. He's going to win for sure. And, like, hey, it ended just like it did on Saturday on, <laughs> on TV. Weird that they didn't have a concussion protocol in place in those days for the WWF. I'm, I'm sure he took that bell right on the forehead. Do you remember that when the Iron Sheik and another wrestler, I think it was, uh, Nikolai Volkov. I think it was Nikolai Volkov, they yeah. got busted for weed driving around Canada. They, like, oh, left yeah. an event. Oh. We're just smoking, going to the next one, I think. Oh, well, sheep. apparently, yeah, not just weed, whatever. I didn't hacksaw <laughs> Jim Duggan have, like, some story where he was found, like, with a mountain of cocaine in his car or something with the Iron Sheik. I think there's more drugs done in wrestling in the last 30 years than rock and roll, probably. Well, I believe the the uh, the average age that, uh, that an, a wrestler lives to is, like, 45 or something, a professional wrestler. It's, hmm. it's really bad, and I'm sure it's not just the... The uh, the recreational drugs, the the, the painkillers, mm-hmm. is what's the the worst that they're. The, on the wrestler because... is a great movie describing that. Like yeah. you can see how that can easily happen. These guys sitting in these little community centers waiting for someone to get their autographed VCR copy of their fights. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, that is like full-on carny life. That's going to be me someday with Anchor Boy. I'm just going <laughs> to be going into a community center with my books. I'm like, hey, I wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to, uh, would you like a copy of the book? Bobrovsky! This yeah. is a wrestling, this is a professional wrestling event, sir. You have no affiliation to this. Get, take your books out of here. You're like 70 years old in some bookstore, and I went to his house, and I s***ed in his house, and he had hats everywhere. And, but by the, by the time you have kids, your kid will be poking you with a stick. Tell the story yeah do it oh uh, that that's how life will come back to to get me in the end some kid will be like tell the story about thing in front of your mom and dad gramps and gramps you know the one oh <laughs> uh, tagger okay, what's going on guys well we're uh i tell you it's been a fun fun time today with rousey 
And uh, by the way, Pete Schrager said that, uh, and you'll be blown away by this, he had 17 groomsmen at his wedding. 17. And he said, had he had the wedding this fall, you would have been a groomsman. (laughs) He said, I've never met Taggart in person, but I'm pretty sure he'd be in the wedding party. That is some high compliments right there. I appreciate that. (laughs) How are things going with you? New Taggart and Torrens happening? Yeah, we actually just taped one a couple days ago. It should be up uh, today or tomorrow. Tim Oxford, who's the drummer for the great Canadian band, the uh, the Arkells, they're up in on tour in Germany, and, and Tim actually uh, cuts them together. So he'll be editing a new TNT, and that uh, awesome. should be out in a couple days. That's very If cool. not tomorrow. How, how are you liking that, that whole process? Uh, are you and Jonathan getting along? If Jonathan was about to have another wedding, uh, say his current marriage ended in divorce, do you think you would be in the wedding party for that one? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're, we're tight now. I think uh, uh, I... We could even swap so- Sobey's bags uh, in the back of a car. How nice is that? Hey, in the uh, kids' potty again. Yeah. Hey, he was telling me uh, that. Yeah. I, I heard about that. I used it again. It was, uh, I, I got to stop. Uh, I got to maybe take a little longer before I leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like what my dad used to say to my Uncle John, because my Uncle John would come over and he would always take a dump. <laughs> At one point, my dad like was like, I hear on the phone, my dad, hey, John. Right before the end, hey John, before you leave and hang the <laughs> Ship if if you take one thing away from this podcast today, before you leave. Yeah, people don't want your <laughs> in their house. No, before you leave. That, that takes a lot of and that takes that a lot Jim? of balls to go to someone's house and words to live by. Words oh, to live John. by. He was, I guess he thought of like my my dad and mom's bathroom as being like the. You know, like the perfect toilet, because he would just go there, and like within 15, 20 minutes, he was in there for half an hour. Just hanging out. my dad would just get grinded out on it. (laughs) He got to the point where he just couldn't take it anymore. He just thought he was coming over. Before you leave. (laughs) Yeah. Taggart, we uh, we got to wrap it up. Uh, it was amazing chat with you. Um, let How can everyone uh, check out the latest edition of the Taggart and Torrance podcast? Well, you can catch us on the Twitter at Taggart and the letter Taggart and Torrance, T-O-R-R-E-N-S. And uh, you can get it on the SoundCloud, too. You um, can, uh, download them there and uh, keep in touch on that. You guys know how the Twitter works. And, and, and yeah, and, and give, uh, give the boys a follow, uh, Taggart and Torrens, because uh, that's a great pod, and we really appreciate having Jeremy on all the time. And I tell you, if I was getting married for a third time, and let's be honest, the way my life's gone, that'll probably happen. <laughs> Taggart, you're going to be a groomsman at my wedding, too. And I got the schedule to book that kind of <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, guys. Canadian rock legend uh, Jeremy uh, Taggart. By the way, I forgot to bring up uh, Rory. He's he's a huge Rory McIlroy guy. Oh, so he's we we got to get in with that with him because he predicted this run. Uh, we're gonna get uh, Kevin Lincoln on the line really quickly before we head out, and then we got to wrap this up. It's and been um, a blast. Read a great article about uh, how Nike's. It wasn't really a gamble on McIlroy, but they needed someone to replace Tiger. Yeah. Now it's oh. just coming up roses. Although the hats. Get him a better fitting hat. Come on. Well, but that's the way the young cats wear their hats now. No, man. but his is nothing like Ricky like Fowler's. Rick, yeah, Ricky's a huge build. Yeah, but Ricky, yeah, Ricky knows how how to pull it down. All that's all Rory has to do is just pull it down a little bit. <laughs> just yank her down, yank the bill down a bit. Just get her down there. And uh, I don't I lo- think Rory really knows how to dress himself. Period. I loved how it's the announcers they showed him warming up for Sunday after the long rain delay. And they're like, "That's a bold move wearing white pants today." Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, hope he wore gold bond <laughs> shorts. See, uh, that's the thing. Why couldn't you just have gold bond shorts? Shorts filled already. I know with they gold, need to come up bond. with that invention. That and again, good. I tried the spray. Don't do the spray. Okay, stay away from the spray. By the way, we passed the hour mark on the podcast, so that means we've got to mention DraftKings.com one more time. Chance to win millions in prizes. You can play every single day. Fantasy sports. If you love fantasy sports, you got to go to DraftKings.com. You don't have a lot of time. You can play one day fantasy sports. You don't even have to plan anything. You go directly to DraftKings.com. You check it out. You sign up that day, and you're instantly locked in for a chance to win millions. You're sitting at home. You're thinking, wait, I have no friends. I can't get everyone to play fantasy football. You don't need to know anyone. Wait, my pants are filled with gold bond. I've got a massive erection because I was watching the final round of the PGA Championship. I'm late to pick up my rental vehicle. I'm at the Olive Garden in Times Square. I want to go over to Guy Fieri's restaurant, but I have a long walk in between. As you're walking, log on to DraftKings.com, play fantasy football. They probably have an app too, right? Done. DraftKings. Katie says yes. Oh, mm-hmm. probably the best selling here. app on the. In the I'll internet. say this: uh, this marriage <laughs> between us and DraftKings is. If DraftKings was getting married, we'd be the groomsmen. I hope so. Right? They're just getting to know us right now. It's like an arranged marriage. But here's the thing with DraftKings, and I sincerely mean this, and I want to say this to the people running the company. You thought, oh, this is good. We'll sponsor this podcast that's popular. You don't realize how much more. We're going to give you so much value for your money. Yeah, you're like, we'll have to start at DraftKings.com too. Yeah. Because be the site's going to be too so Too many overloaded. people will be going. They'll be like, it's too much, boys. <laughs> too, we, too you much. know what it is? It's like, it's like Nike betting on Rory back in the day, right? <laughs> And it's yep. like, oh, so DraftKings like, well, we got to bet on someone. Well, they bet it on us, and fuck if they're not the smartest people on the planet. Um, we've got. A, do we have a guest book for next week? You're on vacation next week. Oh, we're on vacation. Yeah. By the way, next we two have weeks, like a million clips we haven't got to because we always have nine million. Maybe guests, the, maybe the next two weeks. Yeah, we'll Ron was the kind of like yes, well, I think came through yesterday. So yeah, no, oh, it's, you it can't. Awesome. Oh, no, you choose great. great yeah, pulled get. it off. You great pulled it off. Oh, yeah. And speaking of great gets. Uh, here's a guy who we had on the podcast uh, about a couple of months ago. Used to work here, came on our podcast and did a great game with Dan about uh, indie rock bands where you had to guess three ghosts, no four ghosts, I think was the most popular (laughs) one. And this guy's now left Fox completely. After that podcast appearance, I think what happened was Kevin Lincoln decided this is horrible (laughs) and I have to get away from this company. Kevin Lincoln, is that true? Was, Was appearing on this podcast the last straw for your career here at Fox? Just a, it just drove me over the edge psychologically. <laughs> Kevin will also be remembered as the one guy we all tasted that like spicy beer. We're all like, oh, this is disgusting. And Kevin's like, mmm, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was just a character move. I had to do that. It, was, it was for my persona. Kevin, what? Uh, tell us what you're up to nowadays. Uh, you are a freelance writer and a very good one. And uh, tell us what, what are you doing? Tell us what you're doing with your days. Do you miss us? I miss you guys terribly, um, but, you know, I'm just uh, doing the freelance writing thing. I've uh, been writing for some magazines. I've written for the Internet a little Ooh, bit. The, uh, internet. the Internet's always there, which is nice. It publishes constantly. <laughs> so, yeah, things have been going well. Um, awesome. I have to say I don't miss being in an off, being in a, in a closed building until midnight every night, but I miss you guys. That's nice of you. I love how you describe the internet. The internet's always there. <laughs> yeah, at, well, that's kind of how it feels when you're when you do a lot of your work on the internet. Yeah. It's like every time I open my computer, it's like, oh, this is a moment 
where I'm not publishing something on the internet when I could be publishing something. And that, those other times, you're visiting DraftKings.com and playing One Day Fantasy Sports. That's our sponsor. Oh. <laughs> you going surfing on the internet? It's <laughs> a great reaction, Kevin. <laughs> That's our sponsor. That's oh. our new. We got a sponsor, Kev, since you left. That's amazing. I cannot I believe that. Got a sponsor. Do they know that? Do they know that every podcast is like 180 minutes long? Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. We've shortened them down. We've we shortened sh- them. We've cut it down, Kev. In fact, to get you on this podcast, we're, we're going to go over about 10 minutes. We're going to do about an hour 10 today. Oh, okay, that's reasonable. Yeah, that's, now, that's well within reason. Now, describe <laughs> you. You sent out a tweet saying you tried some Canadian snacks. Well, you you were part of a video. Maybe you should set this up for us, Kevin. Oh, this, sure. this is fantastic. So, so the most recent freelance project I was doing, I used to work at BuzzFeed back when BuzzFeed was not an international media conglomerate. It was a little website uh, at, in New York City. Um, and I was writing about sports for BuzzFeed, and so that was where I left to go to Fox. Then I spent the last month, now that BuzzFeed is like the biggest thing in the world, I went back and did a month-long residency in their video department, like writing and performing in some videos. And so BuzzFeed is this very popular, very much like the, the podcast, a very popular uh, segment where they have their employees, have the video employees eat, like, different types of cuisine. And so they do it with a lot of different, like, different types of, of food. Okay. And one of the ones they did was Canadian cuisine. And so I did that. And it was Canadian snack food specifically, right, Kev? Yeah, yeah. It was snack food specifically, although I guess poutine is not really a snack food right it's more of like it's like the late night drunken food which i i thought you guys described that well i was really impressed i have to say the way you you and all the did you know everyone in that video you sort of like know everybody who was in that video or were they yeah yeah i was worked with all of them yeah i was very impressed with the way they reacted first of all let's go through it a bit first of all the poutine seemed to be a huge hit very popular yeah the poutine was, I mean, it's its like one of the most decadent foods you could possibly yeah. eat. When yeah. it's made right, yes. Right, right. And so the one we got was kind of cold, so we were all sort of aware that it was not like, I think, the, the platonic ideal of poutine. It was yeah. sort of a, you know, a, an, a, it felt like an American poutine. It was cold and salty and sort of, but it still tasted just like, you know, it it tasted bad for you. Yeah. You know how things just taste. Sometimes things just taste. You know, like that that rich. Kind of like a Golden I, I Corral like commercial. It. I feel that after just watching a Golden Corral commercial, I'm like, I feel dirty. Yeah, yeah. Golden Corral or like Sizzler or something. You watch it and you're like, oh, I just felt my cholesterol rise. <laughs> yeah. And then you went, Kevin, then you had Nanaimo bars, which I thought Ooh. was great. I don't know. How did they even find Nanaimo bars? I had no idea because, you know, obviously I knew about some of this stuff because of working with you guys. Like, they had um, they had ketchup chips, too, but they didn't make it into the video. Um, and I love ketchup chips. But I'd never heard of Nanaimo bars, and all of us were sort of taken aback by that one. I mean, they were really, really good. They're yeah. delicious. Like, yeah. They're tasty. Yeah, they were They were super rich. There's so many layers to it. I know. Well, that was the thing. You don't get... It, it was like eating a... Um, 
it was almost like eating like a snack food version of a tiramisu. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it because there's all the layers and there's the creamy layer. And oh man, I could have one. Tiramisu right never impresses me. No, that's the thing though. Tiramisu is oh. always the, the disappointing dessert. You're always like, oh, it would be a great. Let's just try the tiramisu. I couldn't agree more. With Kevin I, had one, I had one last night, Kevin, at Chispaca, and it was uh, delicious. You know why? Because it was full of booze. You got to get the ones that are just soaked in booze. Yeah. Oh Man, yeah, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, you got to load up. And then you had so you mentioned ketchup chips, but you didn't have ketchup chips. But what you did have, and I think Dan will especially appreciate this, he had all dressed. Oh, chips. the best! That's the creme de la creme. Yeah, we had all dressed, but we had sort of like a knockoff. Like, Jay, did you watch the video? I did. You had like President's Choice all dressed chips. Now, sometimes yeah, President's Choice products are better, but sometimes they're not. Okay, yeah. I know that some of the, some of, a lot of the commenters were like going nuts because <laughs> they, it wasn't the right, what is it? Is it Lay's who makes sort of like the really well known version of all dressed chips? Yeah, I yeah. would say so. Or yeah. Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Well, it was not Humpty Dumpty. I definitely would have remembered that. Where can uh, people Humpty see Dumpty this shit. video? Uh, this is on. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's on the BuzzFeed Video uh, channel on YouTube. It's already been watched over a million times, which I is love really it. weird to think about the fact that over a million people have watched me eat poutine. And you but also ate maple. What was it? Maple can maple candy. Oh, my God. Yeah, the maple candy. I guess it was basically just crystallized maple syrup, but it really tasted like you were just taking a shot of maple syrup. Didn't you, oh, where, did God. you have the line about instant cavities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I said that. Instant, uh, instant cavities. cavities. It, it, it was just straight-up sugar. That's like um, a, in Quebec City, if you go during a Carnival, you go into the the shops along uh, downtown Quebec City, and you literally walk in and you put a stick, uh, popsicle stick, in maple syrup, and then you roll it in snow. That's like right at the counter. It's like the most Canadian thing you could ever do. And then the scary mascot Kevin, <laughs> uh, the snowman Bonhomme de Neige, who looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters, scares the <laughs> out of you and all the people around. You. <laughs> Kevin, uh, we, we wanted to catch up with you. We got to run, but um, I just want to thank you for coming on. Would you consider uh, in the future? Because I love the old segment where you came on and did the fake band names, real band names. Would you consider in the future coming on with us and doing that again? Of course, I'd be happy to. Um, and I just want to thank you for coming on again. And uh, and hey, man, continued success. And the door's always open. <laughs> yeah, just. I'll just wander in in the middle. And you got pull a Costanza. Say, I didn't quit. Just pull a Costanza and just show up one day. <laughs> I wonder how that would be. <laughs> People would love it. Thanks, buddy. Good Thanks. chatting with yeah. you. All right, guys. Talk to you. Take care. Kevin Lincoln, you can see his. Uh, I haven't even seen the video yet. 1.88 million views on YouTube. Wow. wow. So what do you search in YouTube to find it? Uh, Americans try Canadian snacks. Okay. I, I tweeted it from the podcast. So. Oh, perfect. Okay, so you can see Kevin Except in action. I wanted to. We didn't ran out of time, but when Kevin describes how he got involved with the video, he does. He doesn't need to describe his work history. He could have probably just said we did a video. Yeah, he could have. Like, but you know, I used to work for BuzzFeed <laughs> once many years ago when I was a young journalist, and BuzzFeed didn't have its fifty million dollar injection of capital. So I'm like. How do we? Uh, <laughs> impatient. I agree. Uh, listen, guys, what a great time we've had today. Uh, I just want to thank Vader on this camera. Great Vader. job.
I want to thank Engineer Jim. Am I the only one clapping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just one. I, I prefer the solo clap from Julesy. Slow clap. That was like slow clap. The, that was like be... the old Saturn commercials for the one. I love, I love if you're at like a function and starting a clap. It's very empowering. Yeah, start the clap. You're like, yeah! yeah. Start that clap. Mike, here's sexy Mike. Yeah! Hey, Mike, great work on the hair, bud. Great work yeah, on the hair. Yeah, hair looks better. Brought back an old one, yeah. Hair looks nice. And uh, <laughs> great job on uh, Ronda Rousey. Great uh, job. Ronda. Great. That was awesome. Uh, Patrick, you, you pulled it I off again. You, you look very Canadian today. You do. You have a Canadian look today. I, I'm trying. Whatever I'm a lumberjack <laughs> and I don't care. Can we you, play that song? You, nope. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a denim shirt on the one day and Hughes asked me if it was for the podcast. Uh, by the way, Rhett and Hughes, if some of you may remember us, our executive producer, Michael Hughes. We passed by him and, again, very upset he doesn't get invited on the podcast. He's already told his we story. We invited him like four times. Yeah, he's told his story. It's enough, Hughes. Yeah. He just... That's like the old, he's the executive producer who secretly wants to be an on-air personality. <laughs> I don't think he does. Does he? Oh, and uh, no, Schrager said uh, his podcast came out today, and it's with Kirk Morrison and Vikings radio voice Paul Allen. That sounds Not the awful. Honor of the nice. Okay. I won't be listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Schrager. Honestly, I love Schrager's You're podcast. out of the wedding. I was, oh, I was the, actually uh, on Schrager's podcast. Really the good. Golden Corral Wonderfall. Oh, the wonderful. And I can't wait to talk about Peter Schrager when he's allowed to talk about his top secret NFL assignment. Here's an assignment for all you podcasters. You go to a Golden Corral. You get a massive erection. You dip it into the chocolate wonderful. No, we aren't. No, we aren't. (laughs) That's what we're telling people to do. Hot chocolate. I had uh, two things. Podcast fans, search Jay and Dan Wedding or Jay and Dan Honeymoon. And please tweet us with the best things you find on there because there's some hilarious stuff. Amazing. And they're better at this than we are. <laughs> um, and just a reminder, everybody, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and please share the video. And, and on Facebook. My shorts Jane were Dan. like this the entire podcast. <laughs> I did not. I was not aroused. So basically, Dan, as, we'll soon, as, Ronda, as soon as Ronda came <laughs> in, we blur it? Can we blur it? Instant boner. No, can we blur that? I think it I rose slowly. I had the crease. So can we That's just blur a slice that. of meatball? <laughs> so my... my Crotch for the entire podcast can be blurred out. <laughs> so, what do you think Rhonda thought? Rhonda's like, Jesus, dude. Like, I know you're into but me, again. but maybe don't like have full on boner while you're trying to interview Shorts. Me. Hashtag nut. Hashtag nut. In, in the pool in Vegas with <laughs> with the toolsy hip hop tube top summertime. That was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah. That was a great. Who mixed that? I did it about 30 minutes before you guys got it. was wow. amazing. I did it in about 20 minutes. That, was that awesome. just goes to show your skills. Hey, man, you know, Drake and all those cats, they got nothing on Engineer Jim. I am the epic Engineer Jim. Absolutely, absolutely. Those those hip-hop cats, man, I show them how to lay a beat. That's right. I'm saying. That's right, exactly. And then we're gone for the next two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But but subscribe on iTunes and... uh... Here's what we'll do again. We'll shoot some... uh, Hey, we're away. Little videos. Yeah, that'll be good, right? <laughs> we'll see Did you in two weeks. On the host? Yeah. We'll 1.8 see- million. We'll be back <laughs> in two weeks. That means uh, September. September 3rd, I think. Or, or something. Oh, but we yet. won't be here. So it'll be three weeks. It'll so we'll be back in three weeks. It'll fly by. It'll fly by, everybody. I'm we'll going back to the Super 8 in Peterborough. Elvis has <laughs> just left the building. Wow. 
can't wait to watch them clean that pool. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been. They're going home. <laughs> Just pour some bleach in here. That, that's fine. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs>